Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. I'm joined with special guest, first time guest, maybe second time guest, Amit. Amit, were you on the show before? I think this is actually my first time, Jesse, so I really appreciate you having me on. All right. It feels like you would have been on in the beginning, but I guess that was that was just random stuff going on. Uh, yeah. That was like early in the pandemic, like all that stuff, right? Right. We had uh, Boofer set us up on the NFC Beast yes. podcast, um, as well as Can't Win for Losing, I think, once as well. Yeah, that's, that must have been what it is. All right, well, wait, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to everyone? Because that was a clumsy introduction, my bad. <laughs> oh, no, please do not apologize. Hey, everyone, my name is Amit Singh. Um, I am the host of District Divided, which is a DC sports podcast. I give my hot takes over there. I do a DC State of the Union, which is your DC sports wraparound coverage segment. Uh, even if you're not from DC, it's certainly worth checking out. I talk about all sorts of random stuff too, and uh, I'm looking forward to transitioning to video this year. So just celebrated the one-year anniversary of District Divided uh, yesterday, and uh, looking oh, forward to an even greater year too. So thank you for having me on, Jesse. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, uh, yeah, we started our podcast around the same time. I think I was late December, so we're we're pretty close. That's that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I figured that was the case, but that's that's dope anyway, just to hear that. It feels weird doing it for like a year, doesn't it now? Yeah, I know. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> and like, you know, nothing else is really going on. So you can yeah. sort of dive in and really get into the weeds on certain subjects. It's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping to keep the same vigor. Uh, I hope that's the right word uh, when we <laughs> go back to normal with all this stuff. But I, I, I have a feeling I, I hopefully will. Hopefully the content doesn't take too much of a drastic dive no i'm just kidding um but anyway we're here to talk uh some washington football football is that the correct parlance is that how washington football football is absolutely correct jesse well done there you know, I, I, I like DC. I got to get back there sometime soon when this pandemic's all done. So I'm going to make sure when I go there and talk about the football team, I say it correctly, obviously. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Um, yeah. So this is the, I think I told you a little bit about my idea, right? That I was doing this off season or maybe I kind of mentioned it in passing. Yeah. Well, feel um, free to tell us again. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I want to real quick. Yeah. We're, I'm trying to get all the football teams and uh, we're starting with the OG football team, the Washington football team. So I want to cover all the football teams in the offseason. And we're starting with Washington. Super fun. Um, so I've got 10 questions? Nine? Eight questions. Oof. Yeah. Eight questions we're going to go off about the the football team. And I, I kind of like doing them, some of them early, some of them a little later. But this gives us all, all the room to predict everything that can happen in the, everything oh, that can happen in the offseason. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. So I'm excited <laughs> to talk about that. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, so the first thing I got is... Should uh, the Washington football team keep uh, Alex Smith? Because apparently that's something they're considering getting rid of. But I don't know. I signed Taylor Heineke to write that two-year deal. Um, mm-hmm. So what what's the deal with Alex Smith? Is he gone? Yeah, so Alex Smith, and that's a great question, Jesse. So uh, for those that don't know, Taylor Heineke signed a two-year, essentially $5 million deal, which is incredibly team-friendly, especially after the 92 grade he received from Pro Football Focus, which was the highest grade a Washington football team quarterback or Washington Redskins quarterback has received in nearly 14 years. So what he did was absolutely special 
And for the team to get a two-year, $5 million deal is amazing. Alex Smith is very likely gone, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The reason being his cap hit is going to be $24.4 million. His dead cap is 10.8, so you can actually end up saving around $14 million and be able to invest in other positions. And if you're following the Washington football team, you'll know that they are very much in the sweepstakes for a player like Deshaun Watson. They're monitoring the Russell Wilson situation. They're asking about Marcus Mariota. They're clearly looking for a quarterback. So I would assume Alex Smith is gone. Yeah, that's that's all pretty compelling. I just I worry about the teams. Well, I guess I guess I don't really know where the Washington football team is as a team, but I worry about their ability to win without Alex Smith. He went what five and one this year as the starter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I, I feel like this is a team uh, kind of like the Broncos, where they're quarterback away um, from being like a real contender. Uh, Absolutely. But the thing about it is, so even though he is five and one or was five and one this past season, and he was good, right? Yeah. He, he actually, was, yeah. when you look at the numbers, did not play a whole lot better than Dwayne Haskins, who ended up getting cut and has been very underwhelming for the team and is now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Alex Smith, of course, brings that leadership. He knows how to win. That is very clear. When you look at his regular season record, the man knows how to get it done. So that will certainly be missed. But the goal is to win a Super Bowl. And this defense is special. So when you look at the quarterback position, do you want it to be Alex Smith, who we know what he is? I don't think he's suddenly going to pop up in a Super Bowl at age 37 after having that surgery, that major surgery. And you could see it in week 17 against the Philadelphia Eagles. He was basically playing on one leg. We almost lost the game to Nate Sudfeld, a former Washington quarterback himself. So it is a painful decision, but I believe the right decision. It is just a business move here. We would miss Alex tremendously, but we need to move forward. Yeah, totally fair. Um, that's pretty rational. Hard to argue with that. I I guess, um, I don't know, $5 million isn't that much of, isn't that bad of a deal for like Heineke, I guess, considering, you know, he did play just, the one game, right? I'm not missing any other games. He was in the XFL for a little bit, right? Like he was in the XFL for right. a little bit, and he came thing. in, mm-hmm. right? And he came in in relief uh, for Dwayne Haskins. And actually, what ended mm-hmm. up becoming Haskins' final game against the Carolina Panthers, where he showed enough promise for the team to go with him in that playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the eventual Super Bowl champs, and he actually gave them, I think, as good <laughs> a run for their money as yeah. any other QB. We're talking Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. Heineke was right up there. It's it's very true. I, I was talking about how um, I remember arguing with people being like, the Buccaneers are one of the hottest teams in football right now after their win over the Washington football team in the playoffs because, I, I, like you said, they have a special defense. They have a really good defense. Like And, and the fact that Brady put up with so much points with so much ease – was pretty incredible even even though the game was pretty close like and, and i was surprised the game was close so yeah i think there's actual a little bit of a point there as much as i real small sample size i, I still think of it's course. important to know that yeah yeah and you know yeah, that. yeah, yeah. for sure um <laughs> yeah you said they're 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 probably looking to bring in someone else too do you think they're looking to draft someone new possibly i think everything's on the table jesse everything. so yeah. i think they are looking for that superstar quarterback i would I think I would be surprised if we ended up trading the farm for Deshaun Watson. I personally would be totally fine with that Uh, just because of how good the defense is and because Watson's only 25 years old. But again, they're entertaining the idea of Marcus Mariota. That seems to be the hottest name in D.C. right now. I personally would be against that. I think he's a known entity, known quantity. We know what he's about. Uh, Drafting someone at pick 19 overall 
certainly possible. I don't think they should. I think that's just rolling the dice once again, which I suppose, you know, going with a guy like Taylor Heineke would be as well. But I think you've seen in that one game enough to at least try it. And also you have Kyle Allen, who was playing really, really well before he got hurt. So underwhelming names. But in terms of production, I think they can actually do something with this team. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. OK. All right. That that's a that's a good answer. <laughs> Shit. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's go on to my second question. I had uh, will Brendan Scherf be on the football team next year? Um, is he worth like a big deal for for the team. Uh, I, I I guess he's probably your biggest free agent, or at least the most well known. He was tagged last year, right? That's correct. So, yeah, yeah. Well, what's it, happening this year? Yeah, great question. So he made about fifteen million dollars on that tag last year. They could not reach a long term agreement. Now this year he played very well, so well in fact that he was first team All Pro. So what kind of message does the front office with Martin Mayhew as the new GM? and Marty Herney as the new executive vice president of personnel, whatever his title is, the two of them, what message do they want to send to the rest of the roster? I believe Brandon Scherf will be on the Washington football team. I do think they'll get a long-term deal sorted out as well. When you look at the right guard position, they are paid around $15 million a year, the high-end ones. And Scherf, being first-team All-Pro, will earn that and deserves it. We have the cap space to do it at around $42 million. So you'd still have about 27, maybe 26 left when you factor in the signing bonus as well. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah, you guys aren't too bad in the cap, in the cap, uh, the cap hit or whatever. So that's pretty good. That's, One of the that's best teams with the cap right now, actually. Yeah, I was gonna say 42 is a lot higher than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, I it's highest it, in the NFC yeah. East and sixth overall. Yeah. Sorry to cut yeah, you no, off there. No, no, you're good. Uh, I know the Jags have like 70 ish, and they're like the highest. So they're at 80. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> 80. Oh god, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And I expect the cap. I think the cap's going to get moved up a few million dollars, even though you know teams might be looking not to fill up all the way in the cap because of COVID and everything like that. But I think the cap's supposed to increase a little bit. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what the space looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think sure obviously is the biggest deal for this team to resign, even if they don't resign the guy we're talking about next. Um, it, it's it's definitely the the biggest thing. I mean, the offensive line was playing really well uh, towards the end of the year, especially, but even even the course of the entire year, like Morgan Moses was doing work, right? Like these, these guys are playing really well. I feel like yeah, uh, that's accurate, right? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is. They were all playing right. surprisingly well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's super important. Um, all right, cool. Let's go on to the next one. Um, so what about Ronald Darby? He's the other guy. Should, should he be resigned? Will he be resigned? Those are kind of two separate things, but what, what, do, what do you got for me? You know, it's an intriguing question because, In Philadelphia, he was a bit of a mixed bag. His first year, he was so-so. His second year, he was bad. Uh, And then this past year in Washington, he actually did pretty well. Is it something we can replace? Maybe. And I think that's something that Mayhew and Herney are going to have to figure out uh, over there in the front office. I personally would be totally fine having him back. I think cornerback is a very important position to sort out, especially with how easy it is for wide receivers these days to be able to do basically whatever they want to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I would say uh, for the price, I think he should be back. You can Mm -hmm. look at some of the free agents and we're going to talk about that later, but I personally would have Darby back. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder what kind of deal it would look like. Cause he signed a, what a one year deal, right? I I assume one year, $4 million last year. Yeah. I wonder what his price tag is now after playing pretty well, I think in Washington. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder what that, 
that tag would be. But I feel like it's something on the defense that you guys could probably, you know, be without possibly, um, you know, or just addressing the draft or something like considering how good the rest of the defense is and not and not have a big price tag on that. If, you know, they run into any kind of cap trouble or want to be cutting, you know, cost or anything like that. So right, it, it does right. feel like something you said that could be replaceable. I feel like, but no, uh, definitely totally not. agree with you. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> it, it's weird to feel like that, though, because this is a playoff team that we're talking about, even though as much as it might not feel that way for some people, like this is a playoff team last year and wasn't a good division um, considering, you know, Dak got hurt and everything. But right. I mean, you don't want to dismantle that ever. Right. Or at yeah. Least that's how I feel. yeah. Just keep the good yeah. times rolling, even at seven and nine. Yeah. And again, if right. you get that yeah, quarterback still, I mean, figured out, you could be mm-hmm. a 10 win team, 11 win team even. Yeah, in in that division, I think that's very very possible. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so this is a name that I feel like has gone under under the radar, but I guess didn't really play that much. I I think this year or played more of a you know pass rush role. But I want to talk about Ryan Kerrigan. Um, he's I think ripe to be cut, saving saving a lot of room. And considering what they have on the end, they don't or the edge, they don't really need anyone. Right. He he's he's gone. You can tell me that, right? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's safe to say he's probably gone given the surplus of talent we have over there, which is a shame because he's the all-time sacks leader for yeah. the Washington football team. If he's willing to take a team-friendly deal, I think we'd love to have him retire as a wow as a football team <laughs> player. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't see it happening, honestly. I think he may want to go to a contender. Now, that's something the Washington mm-hmm. football team could be, but he's earned it. You know, if he wants right. to go to one of those elite spots, by all means... He has at least the fans' blessing. We will miss him. We will root for him. But I don't think he's going to be back in Washington. Yeah, I I would assume his t- his his deal would have to be pretty team friendly for them to want him back. Yeah. Um. God. Yeah. That 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 does feel kind of weird when like an all time leader goes away. I not yeah. that it happened with the Jags, but like the big breakup of the 2017 team. I I feel weird now. Anytime you know you kind of have to let one of these old guys go. Like Calais Campbell is one of my favorite Jaguars. It's just like you know you, 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 it's it's for the best of the team. Yeah. Um, well, and, but we're also going to yeah. miss his leadership, right? I mean, so it's right. not just it's not just about the production on mm-hmm. the field, though he does have that. Like in the very first game yeah. against the Philadelphia Eagles, Chase Young was jumping off sides every other play. And we're thinking, oh, my gosh, this guy is so excited to get to the quarterback. He may end up being a liability. Ryan Kerrigan settles everybody down, gets a couple sacks in that game. And then all of a sudden you see Chase Young go, okay, okay, okay. I see him do it. I can definitely do this. So he has had a huge impact on this defensive line, on the linebacking group. He will be sorely missed. Let's not understate that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely like an intangible that it's definitely hard for people on the outside to like look into. So it's always good to... Yeah, like talk about that stuff because that that stuff is is crazy important. I remember I was watching and not to bring this back to the 2017 Jacks, but I remember uh, I was watching a video about you know Paul Spazlesny was like you know another linebacker who was like head of the team, head of the defense, yeah. you know, middle linebacker usually quarterback right or whatever of the defense. And when he left, it just kind of like a lot of stuff went downhill chemistry wise, which can be an issue and, and can like you know drag on bad teams. Maybe we should be talking about bringing Rag Harrigan back a little bit more. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, but it's it's also pretty important to have that kind of like guy who can come in, you know, and just rush the passer or just be in for third downs or something like that. And Kerrigan definitely at this point in his career would be a really, really great um, addition to that, if not just like, you know, every down starter, which he doesn't need to be on this team. Um, but I think he's very valuable even besides that leadership role, just coming in as like a third down guy or as a, um, you know, a pass rusher, which it, it, it might sound a little bit like demeaning or, or something like that, but it's it's an important role, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, there are important guys who just play end and just – you know, go only go after the passer and aren't good at run defense. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, 
Oh, absolutely understand what you're saying there, Jesse. Yeah. And it's just a matter of where he feels he is physically in his career because a lot of these NFL players, they're the best of the best. They probably think they are the absolute best at their position no matter what, right? Mm. I mean, yeah. so yeah. for example, since J.J. Watt was drafted, which was the same year as Ryan Kerrigan, by the way, they were just a few picks apart. Ryan Kerrigan is fifth in sacks since then. So he's top five in his position, right? So he may be thinking, hey, J.J. Watt's going somewhere. He's making a splash. I may want to outdo him. That's mm-hmm. entirely possible. Ryan Kerrigan still has plenty to offer. If he ends up getting yeah. relegated to, you know, just a third down guy, which he kind of was this year, mm-hmm. is he going to take that? Is he going to be cool with that? I don't know. I certainly, if it's up to me, I want him back. I want to bring right. him back. But it has to be team friendly. Has to. Well, what what is that? sound like though for team friendly what is that like five million dollars six million dollars what, what is it what does it look like yeah i think it would end up being between that five and six range i actually really mm-hmm. like that given the rest of our cap room and we need to address wide receiver we need to address mm-hmm. the line still offensive line uh mm-hmm. so things like that still need to be addressed as long as we still have the room to do that i could totally see a two-year ten million dollar deal and then we're getting closer to retirement territory uh, mm-hmm. for kerrigan who still has plenty to offer obviously but once he gets into the you know early 30s, mid 30s, then then we're talking about uh, potentially retiring as a football team player, one player, one team. You love to see that happen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's start talking about guys who might be gone, or you know, we're not sure if we're bringing back. Let's talk about free agency. Um, what what uh, which guys do you think, or would you? I'm sorry, which guys do you would you like the football team to sign, and then which ones do you think they're going to sign? Let's do the ones that you want them to sign. Uh, first sure sure so for me the most important positions for this team wide receiver of course Mm -hmm. incredibly important and then linebacker so those are the two positions i'm going to talk about i can talk a little bit about corners but Mm -hmm. overall i'm going to talk much more about the wide receivers excuse me and the linebackers so beginning with the linebackers actually i mean you're looking at the top tier free agents right now you got matthew judon you got melvin ingram bud dupree a guy like, now Shaq Barrett's going to stay in Tampa Bay. I mean, that would be amazing. Same with Levante, mm-hmm. David. I think those guys are going to stick around and keep the band over there. But mm-hmm. if you got a guy like Olivier Vernon, if you got a guy like Bud Dupree, I mean, you can't have enough pass rushers, but they're also just very good all-round players. i take someone like that. Melvin Ingram, I think, would be, I know he's 32. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a fantastic signing for this team. A guy like Avery Williamson could also be mm-hmm. a really good fit. I know that... You know, he just left the New York Jets and, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to get, you know, I'd love to get as many linebackers as possible because we would get gashed if Cole Holcomb was out or if John Bostic was out. And mm-hmm. we can't afford to have that happen again. Maybe even a guy like Kyler Fackrell from the Giants, who mm-hmm. I believe is an unrestricted free agent. It would be great to have someone like him. He's only 30 years old. He knows about the division. He's a damn good player whenever we play. So... Someone like that would be great with the linebackers. Now, looking at wide receiver, Allen Robinson is the name to know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone and their mom is going to be going after Allen Robinson for all sorts of reasons. Mm-hmm. But are we going to be able to land him? I think at this point, he got his payday in Chicago. He went through quarterback hell. I think he's ready to oh, look at a situation where he goes, okay, I'm going to listen to all offers so that there's a bidding war. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to pick... The one that's very lucrative, but maybe not the most lucrative. I'm going to look at that quarterback situation as well. I'm only 28 years old. I can go get a ring. And Allen Robinson is good enough to do that. So I'm not sure 
he's going to end up signing with Washington unless we can truly convince him we're there. <laughs> a guy I really like is Sammy Watkins, actually. He's 28. I think we've heard his name for so long that we forget he's actually a pretty young guy that can produce. Now, he's been in Kansas City, so he's been outshined by the likes of Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and in the backfield, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is playing a big role. But why not roll the dice on a guy like Sammy Watkins or Corey Davis from Tennessee? You know, it looks like he's going to be on his way out. These are the kinds of guys I would look to target. Those bigger guys with some speed. That's what I would look at. Yeah, uh, that sounds pretty, pretty, pretty spot on for what I've seen. Uh, excuse me. It's pretty spot on for what I, you know, saw for like free agent trackers and stuff like that. What, who they who they look like they're going to. Allen Robinson is certainly a guy that is uh, if he's able to get away from the Bears, who I think are kind of in like a pretty bad cap situation. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty crazy bidding war for him. Uh, he even said the Jaguars are open to getting him. I'm, I'm turning this into a Jaguars podcast. Yeah, I've decided. <laughs> um, I think Corey Davis is a really interesting name, too, that I think would work really well in Washington. He's, you know, I, I don't think he's going to command as much money as he po- probably wants. He'll be like a later signing. He probably won't get signed on like the first few days. I don't know if a lot of wide receivers get signed in the first few days for agency anyway, but he's, he's a guy I think will come under the radar a little bit because there are a lot of big names. You know, you mentioned Al Robinson, Curtis Samuel, Kenny Galladay. Juju, probably. You know, there's a lot of wide receivers that are going to be on the market this year. So, you know, a guy that they don't spend a lot of cap room on because I think they do where they should address linebacker Um, because I think every team kind of needs linebackers. I feel like there's a real shortage of, like, true, you know, not like edge guys like Shaq Barry or anything like that, but, like, true, like, middle linebackers or, like, middle of the three, four linebackers. There's a real shortage of those. So anytime you get them in free agency, I think it's really important. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, th- those are those are two pretty good things. I think it makes sense. Um, Do you... Do you have do you have like a wish list? Like, are we are we in your wish list? Are you like, all right, we're just signing Allen Robinson. We're gonna sign uh, Juju, and we're just gonna run the division. Is is that what you want to say out of Washington? <laughs> what, do, what do you want? Well, well, really, okay. So obviously, I want them to fit first and foremost. I don't want them to cost an arm and a leg. And I suspect Allen Robinson would actually cost that arm and leg. I think Corey Davis would end up being a very good signing. Another one, like you said, Curtis Samuel. He knows Scott Turner's offense, so. I could see that being an extremely good fit because he's already fit it before, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, Absolutely. do I want that? He's not very—he's not like a sexy name, right, Curtis Samuel. But if it gets the job done, I want it. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of what my wish list is. Can this coaching staff, can this front office agree? So I'm sort of avoiding the answer to your question because <laughs> for the okay. longest time, for the longest time in Washington, there has been no parity and no mutual understanding between owner between gm and between coaching and we finally have the opportunity with ron rivera with that amazing story overcoming cancer surviving it and now bringing in his guys in the front office let's see what we can do uh but now i will answer that question so i would go Corey davis Uh i would go curtis samuel because i think you can get both and be able to go, okay, we got McLaurin, we got Davis, we got Samuel. Cam Sims had a decent year. Let's mm. see what we can do. Steven Sims Jr. in the slot could stay. Um, and then looking at the linebackers, again, if Avery Williamson is somehow available and he had just moved from the New York Jets, I would love to have him. Inside linebackers are my jam. Like you said, there are a bunch of pass yeah. rushers, a bunch of these outside linebacker guys, but... Avery Williamson would be cool. Kyler Fackrell, who I know, you know, can play sort of all over, at least from what I've seen when he's played with the New York Giants. Those would be the kind of guys 
I would love to have on the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. Those are I I wonder I, those are good names. I wonder if what Curtis Samuel's market value is going to be. Yeah, because I feel like he was kind of a hot commodity like two years ago, or maybe even like as far as a year ago. But now there's like so much less interest compared to the rest of the market. It's it's interesting to see what um he's going to get out there for sure. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. I'm I guess we're we're delving a little bit out here. I, I want to know about Logan Thomas. Um, do you think he's like the real deal tight end or are we looking to just, you know, say he had one good year and this is like a Gary Barnage or like, you know, not as good as Gary Barnage. I guess, oh, but, like, Gary Barnage, the yeah. legend. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's like a one year wonder for this guy. He, he's a young player. What is he like? 20? Yeah. Oh, he's 29. Actually. I lied. He's a lot older than I thought. But anyway, um, is Logan Thomas like going to be the, uh, the tight end going forward, uh, for the Washington football team? Well, I think we're going to end up talking about the draft here, uh, in just yeah. a moment, but Logan Thomas for what we signed him for absolutely amazing he i think needed to believe in himself because early on he looked a bit shaky but then he had a quick rapport with Dwayne haskins and then he ended up having a rapport with just about any quarterback that was over there so he ended up developing confidence in himself as the season went on he has proven to be an absolute steal if we went into the season with logan thomas as our starting tight end again i honestly would not have much of an objection. I think he earned the right to be tight end one on this team. I would look in the draft, certainly, to add another tight end, and with a high pick as well. Mm -hmm. But Logan Thomas, I believe, is the real deal, to answer your question more directly. And yes, I do think he could be tight end one, no problem on this team. Cool. Okay. That's good for me. I'm going to pick him up in my dynasty fantasy leagues now. It's all good now. <laughs> I actually really need to get on that. I'm not in any, I'm doing a few dynasty baseball drafts now, but I need to get into a dynasty football league. I, I know. Way so do I, honestly, I love fantasy football. So yeah, I should look to do the same thing. Have you done a dynasty league before? No, I have not, but yeah, I've heard you, amazing things. Yeah. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. And a rookie draft sounds really fun too. Um, especially because that's kind of where I'm at right now for the, or where I'll be at too for the next like three months until the draft set or two months. Oh my God. Until the yeah. draft happens. So uh, yeah. And right it's the corner. Fun. Yeah. Um, putting all that knowledge to use in, a, in another fun way. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's uh, talk about the draft. We might as well fucking kick it. Um, we're a little far away. Like I said, two and a half months, just about. Um, but um, who do you have them taking in like the first round or first two, however many you got? Yeah. Uh, so once again, fantastic question. And one where we're going to look back at this, Jesse, and go, how wrong were we? This was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's um, weird. It's weird. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I feel like the mock drafts that I did at the beginning of like the draft process were the most accurate. It was super weird. It, I like I was looking huh. back on my, my stuff from last year, and I was like, wow, this first round draft looks really good. Did I copy and paste this from it? It's like, no, this is my February 1st mock draft, and it was like really, really almost close. I was like, wow. That, I wonder if it's coincidence for just one year, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this will be super right. Let, let, let's hit it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. So maybe this will be right, and that would be awesome. So I did cheat, and I did get some help from my buddy Benjamin Robinson, who is author of GrindingTheMocks.com. I don't know if you've seen it before, but he basically aggregates all the mock drafts that happen on the internet and mm-hmm. is able to tell you their average draft position based on, like, thousands of mock drafts oh, and awesome. say... Okay, cool. This is what it looks like is happening right now. And then after the combine is always super interesting because then you see people dip, you see people rise, and mm-hmm. you can see the graph. It's really, really cool. That's grindingthemocks.com. You are welcome, Mr. Robinson. Um, but he he gave me some names. I had some names in mind, validated them with him. 
So with the 19th overall pick, I would go either tight end or linebacker. Again, these are important positions. Wide receiver, I think you can address in the draft. I'll give you a couple names for wide receivers mm-hmm. that I would target, but I would go tight end or linebacker with that first round pick. So at pick 19, if Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida, is available, mm-hmm. you take him. You mm-hmm. immediately turn in that card. You don't look back. You high-five your friends. You call your mom. You call your dad. You say, "You, we did it. You call. It doesn't even matter. Call. Put 10 random digits in your phone and call and say, we did it. Because Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to be an absolutely sensational NFL player and one you can actually build an offense around. So if you have Logan Thomas as one tight end and Kyle Pitts is the other, that is major damage dealt. So that's what I would do with pick 19 if he's there. If he is not, then I would look to linebacker. And there's Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame, who I believe had a very, very good year with them. And Notre Dame, of course, got some national shine being in the college football playoff this year, led by Ian Book. Uh, But again, I wouldn't go quarterback. (laughs) I would not go quarterback (laughs) just because there are too many unknowns. Uh, It could work. But yeah, that's who I would go in round one. If I went wide receiver, going back to the Gators, Kadarius Toney is apparently wowing everybody. Now, you always are a bit wary of people like that, but his route running seems to be incredible. It's being compared to Stefan Diggs. And if we can get a guy like Stefan Diggs on this team, why would you say no? <laughs> so that's what I would yeah. look at. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I um I there's a lot of wide receivers like I I think you alluded to that are gonna be in this draft. Yeah. Uh and a lot of them I think will fall out of the first round. Uh where I, I think we'll see a slimmer thing as we saw last year where where, you know, um, there are a lot of good wide receivers, but they can't all go in the first round. So eventually some of them follow the second, and that would be a really good time to grab some of those guys. Although I think it's going to be hard to compete with last year's draft class, obviously. There are still a lot of good wide receivers. Amazing draft class last year. My gosh. And the Eagles got it wrong mm-hmm. again, in my opinion. It's so yeah, funny. They, oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, they, so they, funny. They can't draw. Oh, Harry Rose needed to go. I think you know that. I think yeah, most people yeah. on the division. Well, no, 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 no. He should stay. Oh, uh, yeah. Stay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Give him a then. lifetime deal. <laughs> what about um? What about like an offensive lineman at, at nineteen? Is that is that something that could happen? Like someone like Cosme from Texas, or uh, I don't think Slater's gonna fall that far. But there's there's other guys around there. Um, would that surprise you? If they took a lineman there. Not at all. So something we do need to address is left tackle. And so one other name I have is Christian Darisaw from Virginia Tech. So he's even local. Um, it would be worth having that because we drafted Sadiq Charles last year from LSU who ended up falling, I think because of PEDs. Um, so, you know, at the time you're like, oh my gosh, character, etc. He's been nothing but a saint with the Washington football team. He ended up moving to left guard, um, has shown some promise. Unfortunately, we lost him for the season, I think in the game against the Giants, actually, um, in the first game against them. And we have high hopes for him. So you bring back Brandon Sheriff, you have Mogan Morgan Moses, excuse me, Morgan Moses, Morgan Moses. So that's your right side of the line taken care of. Sadiq Charles at left guard. And then at left tackle, you can have a guy like Christian Derrissaw or in the second round, someone like Dylan Raddins from North Dakota State. We need to address left tackle. If Trent Williams were somehow totally chilled with coming back, and he is not, mm-hmm. by the way. But oh, if God. he were, bring him. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely love, because we saw in the Super Bowl just how important the offensive line is. Yeah. Right. Pat Mahomes was running for his life. It doesn't matter how talented you are. He was making mm-hmm. throws at angles. No man should have to make throws <laughs> from. And they were still somehow accurate and still somehow, 
you know, capable of being touchdowns, but we don't have that. No one has that. So we need to be able to protect our guy, whoever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if this team were to trade up, who, who do you think they would be trading up for? Do you think they'd be trading for a guy like Pitts or maybe a quarterback or something like that? Is that, is that possible, do you think? Absolutely. So, yeah, now let's talk about quarterbacks, because if they did trade up, it would be for a guy probably like Justin Fields. And I know a lot of Washington football team fans would be a bit afraid because you look at Ohio State quarterbacks, between <laughs> yeah, Haskins, and you go, yeah. I don't know, I can't do that again. Please don't make me do that again. And we may do that again. It depends, again, on what Mayhew and Herney think. Mm. I could totally see them trading up if they don't get a guy in free agency that they like and if they don't have enough faith in Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe they fall in love with Zach Wilson. There Mm. is a long way to go in this draft process. The only thing we know is that Trevor Lawrence is going to go pick one. Everything else is up in the air. Uh, He will. He will. I know (laughs) I heard about the off-season surgery, stuff like that. You have nothing to worry about. This This is is 10, 15 years. Yeah, this is not a rolling show. He's going to go pick one. The yeah. rest is a complete unknown, uh, but that's who they would trade up for. They would only trade up for a quarterback, nothing else. So you think they're trading like they would trade into like the top five, possibly? Because I feel like Fields and Zach Wilson probably go top five. Is, is that what you're saying, or do you think? It well, they, have- they offered yeah. a first round pick and a third round pick for Matthew Stafford, and I believe mm-hmm. maybe even a player, if I remember correctly. So yeah, I think they would be willing to go to the top five if they believed they found their guy. Wouldn't that be interesting, man? I mean, they've got a really good young team already. That'd be super cool um, yeah. if they were to get someone, someone like that. And I, I think I'm taking a liking to Zach Wilson, so that would be very interesting for me. And he, he's a guy who I think could fall or be like some kind of trade bait after, um, not Haskins goes. Jeez, uh, Justin Fields go. <laughs> God. All right. Anyway. Um. So, is there anything else you want to mention about the draft? Um. Any other guys maybe that you're you're thinking about? What you'd like to see Washington take like later in the draft, like fourth round or later or something like that? Uh, sure, sure. So in terms of later round prospects at quarterback, I don't really know a whole lot right now, Jesse. Oh, uh, sure. But yeah. but for other positions, again, like tight end, wide receiver, linebacker, mm-hmm. left tackle. Uh, so I mentioned Dylan Raddins for left tackle from North Dakota State. Uh, but going back to tight end, Pat Fryermuth, who yeah, you know some know as Baby Gronk, uh, may be available in the second round. And I think it's certainly worth looking into that if he is available. These Penn State players are freaks of nature. Whenever they go to the Combine, all their draft stocks rise. Uh, so you'd have to hope for a somewhat average performance from him because the man can ball. I watch enough Penn State games to know that Fryermuth is the real deal. I think he could be awesome if you don't end up with a guy like Kyle Pitts. Uh, for wide receiver, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, you just sort of hope he saw enough of DK Metcalf that, <laughs> you, you know, he ends up turning yeah. into a real deal uh, type player as well at pick 51. And then there's Chaz Surratt from North Carolina, UNC Chapel Hill. So these are the players I would target in round two. But in terms of, you know, later round quarterbacks, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe Ian Book, Book from Notre Dame. Is he even in the draft? I know, uh, I believe his name is Tanner <laughs> Martin from... Uh, minnesota is a guy i actually do like so there's there's one name for you okay yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. It, it, it can be anything later around if you had anything else it doesn't have to be quarterback or anything but i mean if, if that's what we're what we're talking about that's fine um yeah. i i i there's a guy who, who came up on a lot of mock drafts and i think is guy possibly going under the radar a little bit was amon ross st brown he feels like a guy who is gonna be like come in there and be like a standard like wide receiver number two just like a solid number two he can be that kind of right off the book 
or right off the bat, I think. Um, and I feel like he's a guy who can get in the third round. And that would, you know, I know they've drafted a lot of wide receivers, or it feels like they have in the past few years, but it feels uh-huh. like yeah, he could be a real solid, you know, guy if they don't out there and get, you know, Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel, or if they just get one wide receiver who's like, okay, or something like that. So someone who can fill, like, the number two role really, really well and actually uh, contribute, like, right away to a team that, you know, like we said, we're in the playoffs last year. I, I think he, he's a guy who would be in, like, the second or third round that would be a pretty good pick for any team, but especially a team that's kind of struggled at consistency wide receiver, you know? Yeah, sure, absolutely. And, you know, I would not hate a third-round pick uh, for wide receiver because one Terry McLaurin was a third-round pick <laughs> and is arguably one of a, you know, a top-ten wide receiver at this point. At least Washington football fans know yeah. he has an extra gear. He has amazing hands. He's a perfect yeah. team player. Uh, if we could get another one of those and, you know, with pick 74, we would love that. Yeah, uh, McLaurin doesn't get enough credit. I, I, I should mention that more on my podcast, to be fair, because he doesn't get <laughs> enough credit. But I also want to get him in Dynasty everywhere. So Oh, you yeah, absolutely before, before must, especially <laughs> if the team is silly Crazy. enough not to address quarterback and he ends up leaving. My yeah, God. Oh God, the guy be... is so good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of great. Um, but maybe Heineke would be really good, and that would be dope. Uh, I'd love to see that comeback kind of story stuff. But anyway, oh, um, was there anything else in the draft? I think that we covered enough of that as far as we can, two and a half months out, right? Yeah, you maxed out my knowledge on the draft as of <laughs> there we go. Now, right, But if good, we talked right. again in a month or two, we could absolutely get down Perfect. on the draft. Absolutely. All right, so the last thing I had was, all right, so we've talked about free agency, we've talked about the draft, we've talked about, I guess we're signing free agency, all the same thing. Where's where this team going to be next year? Are, are, you got you to gotta put aside your fandom real quick. You got to tell me the real truth. What do you think the team's going to be at next year? Do you think they're going to be another playoff team? I know the division, like we said, is weak, and I expect it to be kind of weak again, but what, what do you got for next year? Uh, so, I am a huge Heineke Hive guy. Heineke if he, yeah, if, if he, yeah, if he starts, mm-hmm. if he starts, I do believe he has a bit of that it factor. So see, this is me just being a homer. Uh, I do believe he has a bit of that it factor. His teammates respect the crap out of him. I'm sure you guys have all seen the Chase Young, like that dude's a dog, yeah. you know, talking about Taylor Heineke. So if he's starting, I can see us, you know, winning the division once again. I don't know how far we would go in the playoffs, but I could see us being competitive. Now, Dallas, if I'm looking at it more objectively, Dallas scares me. Because yeah. they were pretty banged up last year. Of course, Dak Prescott had that horrific injury. I expect him to come back and be totally fine as if it never happened, just knowing the type of character he is and how beloved he is by the Dallas Cowboys. He'll be back, and he's got weapons. I mean, offense is not the problem over there. And let's see if they address anything on defense via the draft, via free agency. It's going to be a wild ride. Uh, yeah. Because I believe they have the second most uh, cap space in the NFC East. I'm trying to remember how much. I think it's around 27, 28 million. So they can make moves. Mm-hmm. Okay. They could certainly make moves. They're already incredibly talented. I think it would be between Dallas and Washington due to the complete disarray of the Philadelphia Eagles and the cap hell that they're in. And then the New York Giants, I think it depends on Daniel Jones uh, because clearly. I think the offensive line has gotten a bit better. Wayne Gallman was putting in some work for them last year. So mm-hmm. Saquon's back. If they you know, are able to get a wide receiver to help out a little bit, that defense is really good for the New York Giants. So it's really up to Daniel Jones to see how far that team can go. Yeah, uh, you're right, 100%. Uh, Daniel Jones needs to do something. It'll be his third year, I want to say, right? Uh, this would be up? year three. That's yeah, right, because three, Haskins, so, yeah, yeah, Haskins would have been your three yeah. is the same draft, yeah. 
yeah, real big uh, Sam Darnold territory we're getting there. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it's definitely make or break. And Eagles are in pretty much the story. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, they have to bring back Dak. And I feel like I predict the Cowboys to be a 10-6 team every year and totally win this division. But they don't seem to be able to put it together. Oh, that is that is going to be tough. But, yeah, I mean, I think Washington will be right in it. Um, I love this defense. I thought they were special for a while. Montez Sweat has been a steal in the draft and a steal in this defense for, you know, the past two years. Um, and I, I mean, I love, I love pretty much all of it. Um, but I mean, defenses can be tough. Like you said, the Giants had a great defense. Um, uh, yeah. not as good as Washington, but like, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't always do it and things can go very, so much more wrong with the defense than it can an offense. Like as long as your quarterback's fine or good, your offense can be pretty manageable, but your defense, you know, you lose one guy here, you got one other guy's dinged up. It's not gelling the same way. It can be, be a lot worse of a situation in terms of the win loss column. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the Giants defense, yeah, they may not have the household names, for example, like, you know, now Chase Young, Montez Sweat, you mentioned, was elite last year. But they did go to Seattle with Colt McCoy, a quarterback. Now, we we love Colt McCoy here in D.C. He was a nice, nice enough guy, played for us pretty sure. well. But to go to Seattle when they were just hot, right, and to win mm-hmm. that game and to hold them to the point total they did, that's a real defense. That is a real, real defense. So if they get a Josh Allen-like performance from Daniel Jones, or frankly, even half of that, I can yeah, see them yeah. winning this division pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Gotta get a Stefan Diggs for that, but true. Yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> true. 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 Um, yeah, all right. Um, so that's, I think, all my questions. Yeah, that's all. That's what I got. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add in terms of the Washington football discussion? Uh, no, I mean, just look out for that quarterback position. I think that is the position where there's still plenty of question marks as much as I personally love Taylor Heineke. I am not somebody that's (laughs) making the decisions. I only report on it and give you my opinion. So we'll see what happens over there. Sam Darnold was a name you mentioned as well on top of Marcus Mariota, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, if that's a thing. Um, But we'll see. The quarterback is what you need to look at to determine their success for next season. But I'm very excited for next year because I think when you have a good defense it can carry when you hold the guys together and you can build something special. I, so I, I guess this was the end of the show, but now, now I want to say something I'm curious um, that considering how much, you know, obviously quarterback is such a huge position for any team, but considering how much it weighs in a team that was in the playoffs last year, I, I, I worry about going to the year next year with just Taylor Heineke and um, Kyle, Kyle Allen, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that definitely worries me. So I guess, yeah, getting another quarterback would be super important. I feel like also, um, Ron Rivera like is in love with Kyle Allen, and I like Kyle Allen a decent amount. He played some pretty good games for, um, for I mean Ron Rivera on both Carolina and in Washington. But man, he seems like he implodes sometimes. So it just worries me uh, more than it would you know a guy even like Daniel Jones, uh, just because he's he has like I think a little bit more potential than those other guys, right? So, oh, absolutely, know. he does. Yeah, There's no, a reason I, yeah. he was a first right, round right, pick, right, and yeah. uh, I can understand the objective perspective of being worried for the Washington football team with guys named Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen, because there are so many household names. I think I'm sort of coming from the perspective of a lot of these guys would be retreads. That's why I would be totally fine with Deshaun Watson. You're giving up four first round picks or what do they say? Two first rounders, two second rounders and two defensive players do that immediately. I mean, because the guy is 25 years old and you'd still have a damn good defense still remaining 
the cap yeah. space would be fine because you give up Alex Smith. You probably mm-hmm. save money on whichever defensive player. It's one of those defensive linemen for sure. And then maybe yeah. a guy like Jimmy yeah. Moreland. So okay. it ends up being a net uh, sort of even uh, play by getting a guy like Deshaun Watson. And then all of a sudden, Allen Robinson goes, yeah, I want to go there. <laughs> and now you're building something it real. It does become attractive, yes. Right? It so it's very, yeah. very important that if this were to happen, it happens before free agency and the Washington football team can become not just contenders in the NFC East because then you go, okay, I believe they're the best team in the NFC East, but now we're looking at the rest of the NFC in general with that defense and a guy like Deshaun Watson who is Houdini back there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely true. Man, wouldn't that be great? Also, like, the NFC is probably good for Watson to go, not in the AFC anymore. And, yeah, I mean, that that's definitely, um, man, something interesting. And I would love to see it because I don't want Houston to be good ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would, right. yeah, that, I think that'd be worth it too. Like, even if you were giving up someone like Chase or, you know, uh, any defensive player is worth a, a great quarterback. It's, it's not even close. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. All right. So yeah. Why don't you, um, hit up your plug with your stuff again? Tell us about DC and all the fun stuff and how much I miss it. Sure. Sure. So yeah, <laughs> thanks again for having me on Jesse. Uh, yeah, I am sure. Amit Singh. I am the host of district divided, which is a DC sports podcast. I talk about, all sorts of teams. I talk about the Washington football team, Wizards, Capitals, the Washington Spirit. So we cover women's soccer as well. Uh, DC United, Nats, you name it. I cover it. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really fun time. I even have some background music while I'm reading out the scores and the trends that are happening in DC sports. Um, and I even covered the riots a little bit. So, you know, you get a little bit of everything wow. uh, on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. That is a bit of everything. Um, that's dope. Uh, I need to ask you about what you think Washington, the Nationals will do this year. What, where, how do you have them before you go? I need, I need a quick thing. I'm doing my baseball stuff now. <laughs> sure, sure. This I think, year? I think they'll end up... I, yeah, I do think so. I think they'll end up Oof. becoming a wild card team. Okay. Um, I don't think they'll win the division, but I do think that they can squeak into a wild card and then maybe make another magical run. We'll see. But missing Howie Kendrick, I mean, mm. you know, that is... <laughs> it's just something about Howie, right? Uh, but bringing Ryan Zimmerman back was really cool. Josh Bell is a very exciting name for the team. Uh, yes. You know, Alex very Avila exciting. being a backup catcher is nice. I mean, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I think wild right. card. Yeah. Um, over under 130 innings pitch from Strasburg. I'm going to go under. Oh, all right. All right. Baseball is probably the sport I know the least, so don't <laughs> sure, take sure. my word for it. Football, you know, yeah, more likely okay. to be right than that's not even true uh but (laughs) i mean you just never know but with baseball it's the sport i know the least i can speak much more to hockey or to basketball than that so don't take my word for it there that's just my gut instinct all right no problem um all right man thanks for coming on i really appreciate it hey jesse thank you so much for having me i really appreciate you man you're doing great work thanks thanks for listening to the bacon games podcast Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports and be sure to tune in next time.